welcome to Noobed. Uh, this is week seven. Surprisingly. August 6th. Already August, Mo. How do you feel about that? Love it. I'm your host, Ben Vandal. Boston Beer Benny on Instagram. Treehouse Benny on Untapped. To my right, radio left, co-host Josh Mo Fortin. He's also known as King Festa this week. Mo absolutely dominated the Portuguese feast this week. Uh, Mo, what do you have to say for yourself? I'm going to say that I didn't really dominate the feast. I'm going to throw stones in your theory right now. I'm going to give a shout-out to Tom Cinco, who totally dominated the feast. Tom had a good week. Yeah, Craig had a great week, too, although you know his is tempered, obviously, being a dad. Yeah. That's a four-day Festa week. I mean, that's great. Tom did it like real deal, went hardcore. Single man's game. Yeah, you know? it, is, it is what it is. I mean, the, the feast is a single man's game. You, you said it yourself. So yeah. I don't know how many girls he took home. I can only speculate. Maybe 30, Double digits. 40. <laughs> I mean, that's, wow. you know, that's where 40. the... Yeah, I figure it's probably 40. 40 in a four-day stretch. Yeah, it's probably, not bad. you know, 10 a night or something like I'm that. I'm going to give you know. a question. Are you more malasadish or more women that Tom took home? What do you think? Malasadish. Tom, he had way more malasadish. He crushed it, yeah. He yeah, was, I know he had like two malasadish just today. That's my boy. So Shout out to Tom Cinco, friend of the show. Tom J. Cinco, full government name. Shout out, friend of the show. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We're going to go through the tap list. Tap list is a full show rundown. We'll go through it here quick. No sound buttons today, guys. We're trying something new. We have been criticized for our sound buttons before. Plus, you know, we're getting pretty big. We don't want any movie companies to sue us, so... We're going to run through it here quickly. Uh, we'll start out with what are you drinking, local releases. Then we'll shoot into a new segment, Upcoming Beer Fest. Uh, it's that time of year. we got to look into those and make sure you guys are hitting up the Beer Fest with us. Uh, Treehouse Criticism. Uh, not really a segment name, but more of a, a, a side note Sure. Uh, about the new criticism of the Treehouse facility. Um, other half beers. We have some beer reviews for you as well as an overall take on the other half brewery out of Brooklyn, New York. Worldwide beer news, just a couple quick snippets in there. Uh, fan favorite weird beer stuff. And, of course, we'll close it with Shelf of the Week, which we have a couple of good ones this week, and we'll get you ready to roll for the for the upcoming week. So we'll start it off with our What Are You Drinking in Local Releases segment. Uh, this is what we are drinking this weekend, and this is what you can get if you head out to the local releases so Mo, uh, it's a little late in the weekend, but what were you drinking this weekend? What do you What do you got going on? Um, I had some cool things. Um, as I posted last week uh, from our treehouse visit when we went to Yankee, um, I did grab some Burley Oak. Um, I grabbed some uh, some other cool things I've been working on this week. Uh, we had to spill the tea. Um, yeah, kind of been kind of been just uh, working on the the Yankee allotment that we got uh we had we still haven't had the finback magnify collab we're still working on that but that should happen at some point so just kind of just kind of working through that that uh that group that i posted on the facebook group so um working on that yeah yeah we're uh we're coming off a beer share here this afternoon so we have tried some pretty good stuff a couple almanac sours uh some collabs a little treehouse a little lamp slider so uh, we'll hop right into our local releases segment. This week, Trillium put out another collab with other half brewing that we alluded to in the previous episode. Uh, 200,000 Trillion, it's called. 
it's an IPA with some uh, some super fruits in it. I don't know what um you know exactly. It's, it's peaches peach. and peach and i can't remember the other one to be honest with you it's like a papaya or something like that that. some guava maybe yeah some deep rich fruit uh other news hill farmstead put out uh some cans again for the this is the third time they put out a canning um they put out let's see my notes here keep flipping difference in repetition has a nelson and simcoe hop this comes off three weeks ago. They put out a beer, Dharma Bomb. It was their first time canning. And then they went out with another beer last week. It was a Solace and Solitude. I think it was number six. This week they followed up with the difference in repetition. Uh, Nelson and Simcoe Hops. Mo, what do you think about the uh, Hill Farmstead canning? Is the Dharma, is that is that a lost reference? I, I think I'm, it is. I, it it definitely could be. I mean, the Dharma Initiative... Could be Dharma, like Dharma and Greg. You know. Dharma and Greg, also great show. Great show. Underrated. Great, great show. So underrated. That's a name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Hill Farmstead canning, I mean, geez, can I even get started on this? I feel like this could be a game changer as far as distribution. I mean, that's, that's where my head's at. That's yeah. the only place that I can think of. If Hill Farmstead was any kind of more accessible than it is now, I literally again. I mean, it would change my life. I mean, I'm not not saying that with any kind of exaggeration. I feel like it literally would change my life. I I would search it out. I would go and look for it. Yeah, they're still one of the OGs in the game. Uh, they um, they actually said a little snarky comment uh, via Twitter when when uh, Trillium first started canning. Uh, I don't remember the comment. I. I actually went back on Twitter to find it. I think they may have deleted it, but they were against uh, big or local breweries canning, and now they're starting to do it themselves. I think they're kind of seeing that that maybe they have to keep up with the times and adapt to stay alive. But so it's a way to get your beer out to the people. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's a positive for us. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mayflower Brewing has put out Courage, uh, which is an IPA for them. Our friends at Burlington Beer Company put out two beers this week, Stainless Forest Double IPA and I See the Vision, uh, which is an IPA with papaya and yuzo. Love it. That's the second beer this summer we've seen with yuzo, Mo, yep. with Devil's, Devil's Purse. Devil's And uh, Burlington Beer Company, they do really, really good stuff. So you got to check them out if you're ever up in Vermont. And uh, you'll kind of dodge some of the crowds that are going to see Alchemist and Hill Farms as well. On a side note, the 200,000 trillion, papaya. Bam. In there. It's a big fruit. It's yep. it's, it's hot right now. Papaya is hot. Papaya the, is so hot. The hipster fruit. Yeah. Uh, and my last one is kind of a gem that I just found. They're big on Instagram. They're, their pictures are all over the place. I got to get out there and visit them and play some golf down in this great state. But state we don't visit too much on our podcast because it's – I don't count it as New England. But Connecticut Valley Brewing in South Windsor, Connecticut – uh, that's a Wally Park there. So uh, go ahead and finish your beer. <laughs> they put out two beers this week. Uh, I'm in love with the Simcoe and a fantastic voyage. Uh, so I think they may have they may have stolen the uh, the monkish idea of using rap lyrics because I'm in love with the Simcoe. I believe is a Fetty Wap uh, type of song. <laughs> type of song. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fetty- Fetty Wap lyric and uh, Fantastic Voyage, obviously the great Coolio song that of we're course. all accustomed to. 
Uh, I I would say it's the best Coolio song. A lot of people say Gangsta's, Gangsta's Paradise. Gangsta's Paradise would be the one that comes to mind. Yeah, but, but I, I I go Fantastic Voyage all okay. day. Lyrically, he's much better. He's much. I mean, better. we can post links to both and let people decide what they think is their favorite. That might be a great poll question this week for the Facebook group. Kind of like off the off the topic a little bit, <laughs> but I love it. I love that it's like, you know, a little bit weird. Yeah. Beer stuff. Great segment. Exactly. That we should come up with that segment. Segway into that. Uh, join our Facebook group today. <laughs> New England weekly beer discussion. It's been told that I said on the air. Uh, it's called Noobed Facebook group. N e w b d. It's not Noobed. Uh, Noobed is a technology group that has a Facebook group. Apparently. Yeah, they're doing great work as a as <laughs> they, a company. They're great I'd, stuff. Very innovative. I don't know anything about them. Very to be innovative. Honest, but great yeah. name. I've yeah. heard all companies with this name do a great job. So yes, type it out. New England Weekly Beer <clears throat> Discussion. That's our Facebook group. Join it. We have some poll questions up there. Links to all the stuff that we talk about on the show. So uh, get on there. Um, that is where we need you to go to continue the discussion. And that kind of concludes our local releases segment. Mo, you got any local releases, or you think we, we're good to move on? Uh, the only other one that I had, uh, based on what we talked about before the show, was Proclamation. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm uh, yeah. always interested in what they're doing, because I still have not gotten there. Yeah. Kind of falling through the cracks. I don't I don't know how we haven't gotten out there, but we need to do a, a Proclamation Tilted Bond trip, like, yeah. like I know that you've done. Uh, but they had Derivative Citra, which is always kind of interesting. They had Tendril, and they had that, that beer that you talked about a couple weeks ago, the Pallet Fortress, Yeah, Pallet which kind of makes a reference to, to, you know, it's kind of where they come from. Yeah. So anytime they have that, I kind of I, I pay attention to it because of what you said. So Yeah, Pallet uh, Fortress is a Belgian for them. They, don't, they do a ton of clean IPAs, almost West Coasty style uh, IPAs. They're very, very clean, very filtered stuff, but... Uh, Pallet Fortress is a Belgian for them, and if you haven't been to Trillium, they actually have their brewery inside of... Uh, yeah, that's right. Not Trillium. If you haven't been to Proclamation, they have their brewery inside a mushroom grow house. It's a giant warehouse, concrete building, as plain as can be, and it's actually indoor greenhouses that they grow mushrooms. You can buy mushrooms there. Uh, but they rented space from this warehouse... And there's actually a room that they built out of pallets, which they they pay homage to in this beer called the Pallet Fortress. Um, and I think that's a that's an homage because they're getting ready to move to their new facility here in uh, in Warwick. Very exciting. I think in October. Yeah, that's an easier drive for us. Probably an easier drive for a lot of people. But and I'm thinking just distribution wise. Yeah, I'm wondering if I mean, it cuts maybe... in the tilted barn at all because I don't know. Tilted Barn is definitely on the way, and I think you might have to go out of your way to get to Tilted Barn now. Well, I mean, from my perspective, anything that gets better distributed is yeah. fantastic. So yeah. if I can get Proclamation on tap, I mean, that's <laughs> that's worlds better than Yeah, that would be, that would now, be so. big for the cask. Uh, but that concludes our local releases segment. Uh, we'll go into our upcoming Beer Fest segment. This time of year, it starts to transition from summer new collaboration seasons everyone's traveling everyone's on vacation and it kind of goes into a little more steadiness of the beer and kind of profiling each individual brewery itself and uh, the way they do that is displaying their lineup at beer fest uh, so we have a couple beer fest here that are coming up 
we're really excited about. Uh, we see ourselves, we've already talked about this. I think we're going to visit at least two of these out of the three. Uh, we'll go in and rank them afterward, but we'll start in chronological order where we think they'll happen. And first up, uh, three or four weeks into September, I think it's the 20th and 21st of September, is going to be the Copenhagen Beer Fest. It's going to be in City Hall Square in Boston. They're going to have really, really big heavy hitters here. They're going to have Arizona Wildness, Arizona Wilderness, Bottle Logic, Cloudwater, Crooked Stave, Firestone, Modern Times, Other Half, The Veil, Tired Hands, and Trillium were the ones that jumped off the page to me. That's not even including the, the tool one that, uh, that Todd just told us about. Yeah, that we just found out about. Uh, Mikel is going to be there. There's going to be a bunch of other ones that I had to skip, but we'll post a link to this on our Facebook page. Uh, it's a Friday and Saturday. You can buy a session. It's about three and a half hours. You can get some VIP tickets as well that will give you about four and a half hours, a bigger sampling glass. Uh, but they have, it looks like some really, really good, unbelievable beers there. It looks like something I would be interested in. I yeah. Mean, you, you sent me the list, and... I looked at it and I was blown away, just yeah. to see other half Trillium. I mean, some of those breweries on there. Dude. Yeah, Jesus, you, you, I need to be there. You never see them at. at uh, Hard to take fest. a weekend off before your wedding, but I'm gonna try to do it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I know. And gotta then, do what uh, you gotta do. And then uh, following that up at the end of October <clears throat> in Rhode Island, will actually be Beervana. This is a beer fest that we went to last year. Great beer fest. They claim to have over 250 beers. We went last year. Uh, they had some releases by proclamation. The Alpaca Magi. We got to try Mott the Lesser, which is a great unknown stout out of Maine. Uh, Can Cantillions, Cantillons, Cantillons, Cantillons. I don't. Okay. I don't know how, how that, to actually that say that it. That does sound correct. Sounds professional, yeah, I right? Mean, I am French, but I can't really speak French, so. Cantillons, no they had a couple different releases last year. Uh, Beard Brewing, B-E-E-R, apostrophe D. Correct. Um, they, they're famous for their Boats and Dogs series. Last year they did the Capsized Boats and Wet Dogs. Uh, they did really good stuff. And, and you don't really see them out. a lot. They're kind of like very obscure, very unknown beer, but they that was a really good beer. That's a craft collective uh, distributor. Is it? So I, I do a very little business with them. That's Fiddleback. Oh, man. I mean, Finn, Fiddlehead. Yeah. yeah, Fiddlehead and yeah. Finback. I combine the two of them. But, uh, yeah. There you go. So That's definitely, like a celebrity couple name. Yes, Fiddleback. exactly. Fiddleback. <laughs> it's something that I can get with some regularity. So um, excited to see that at, uh, at Birvana, So Yeah. Uh, if you could get them, that, that would be great. They also... Uh, they have a stand for 12% Imports, which is an Omnipolo distributor that we talked about last week. Uh, they did a Utopia release from Sam Adams, which a uh, bunch of timed releases. It's really well planned out. They also have some seminars if you're really, really into beer stuff. Um, they'll teach you different aspects of, of brewing. They'll teach you different aspects of tasting. I didn't really uh, get into any of that. I don't think nah, I'll get into that I. this year. I'm, I'm really just in it for the taste. Correct. Uh, Allagash was also there with some great sours. Graysale was there. We get to try some of their stuff. So a uh, lot of good stuff. Firestone Walker is at just about every one up here. And they did uh, their ninth anniversary beer last year that was really good, really potent. So 
They had some good stuff. Beer Vana, we suggested uh, to check it out. That is in Rhode Island as well. And the third beer fest chronologically is Extreme Beer Fest. Uh, Extreme Beer Fest has a pretty good lineup uh, that will post. The ones that jumped off the page to me were Jay Wakefield, uh, Kent Falls out of Connecticut, and also Magnify Brewing, as well as the Hill Farmstead, a couple of the other bigger breweries that are going to be there. But that list is subject to change, too. I know they had Proclamation and Tilted Barn last year. Um, I didn't see them on the list this year. It might have been with the Proclamation move and Tilted Barn trying to adapt to, to what's going on. But but it is also February. Yeah, so February it's, it's a it's dead a, month. It's so the second and sur- third. I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of people jumped on that one. Just yes, absolutely. Because it's February, it's a dead time. And and it's extreme beer fest, so you know like they're you know, going to go extreme. Yeah, so. yeah they're going to be kayaking down exactly. convenience store. Yeah, stores, so. going through whatever they have to do to get <laughs> to get to be a part of that. Yeah, so. Doritos and Mountain Dew beers will be will be plentiful of that <laughs> one. So uh, hopefully you get a chance to try those out. We'll post links to all of those lineups on our Facebook page. But again, in chronological order, uh, the Copenhagen Beer Fest is the end of September. Beervana is the end of October, and Extreme Beer Fest is in um, February. Mo, if you had to rank these, kind of as our listeners, if you suggested which one they attend, which one do you think you would spend your money on? Copenhagen, about 75 a ticket. Yeah. Uh, Beer Vine is 55 a ticket. Extreme Beer Fest, about that $50 range as well. Based on the lineup, I would say Copenhagen's probably the most bang for your buck. Yeah. I mean, for 75 bucks, it is a little more. Um, but, I mean, as... As Beervana participants last year, yeah. I will say that was a fantastic uh, beer event, just in general. Um, to the beers that we had, the the organization, everything, the, the timed releases, everything was very well structured. It was a yeah. great facility. The two floors were were great. You know, it split everything up a little bit. It wasn't super hot. You know, everything was. You know, everything seemed to flow really well. I haven't been to this Copenhagen before, but just seeing this lineup, I I have to say that Copenhagen would be my number one. Beervana number two. Extreme Beer Fest is kind of far away, yeah, so a little later on in the year, I will rank that number one because I will want to go that <laughs> yeah. go that route. But for now, that's number three because I'm not I'm not thinking of that. I got a kid on the way, so I'm not thinking about February right now. Yeah, uh, Copenhagen. <laughs> the the only thing I see here to weigh. Copenhagen is going to be very weather-based as well. Sure. I mean, City Hall Square is, all, is outside. Yep. So if it's a crappy day, that could really bite into it. Beer Vino is a great building. I mean, great uh, line control. They had some live music out there for us to play just while we were in line. They gave you a lot of water, which is a big deal. They gave you a cool plastic cup and great map of everything. Beer Vino is really well done. Um, but Copenhagen, if it's a nice day, it's going to be probably the event. Of the fall, it looks like to me. I would with, guess. with those names, I mean that that's ridiculous. So, uh, so we suggest that you take a look at, at those. Well, we're running low on battery. <laughs> we're down to three percent, guys. So, uh, if the the music cuts out, uh, don't uh, don't be alarmed. We'll be back. This is already our second try. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to another segment. More more of a kind of antidote. Uh, it's Treehouse Criticism. Uh, if you listen to our episode 6.5, Treehouse Spectacular, 
you will know Mo and myself went out to Treehouse last year. Yeah. Uh, let me finish my water so I can uh, <laughs> so I can enjoy this new beer that we just opened. But uh, that was our Treehouse Spectacular. So uh, we went up there. We tried their beer. We really enjoyed it. We looked at the new facility. We rated it. So if you haven't listened to that, please download and listen. We are on iTunes and Stitcher coming up here soon. Should be uh, hearing about that in the next few days. Any so. day. Also Podomatic if you ever want to check that out. Um, so we have our feelings on Treehouse. They are publicly known. We also posted that on our Facebook group. But there have been many murmurs in New England craft beer forums about people not happy with the new Treehouse facility. Uh, not necessarily the facility and building itself, but mostly the operation. They are saying that they there are murmurs and rumors of people saying they're having trouble scaling their beer. They're having trouble keeping quality. They don't know if it's the scaling or the water. If it's they're doing too much too fast. If they're doing too little too fast. So uh, we kind of wanted to touch upon this because it is a hot topic in New England beer. So uh, Mo, you had a chance to have a couple of their cans. We had a couple tonight or at least one tonight. We had a couple this week. We had a couple taps as well, mm-hmm. uh, a couple draft beers from them, which is unusual. I've I've never had that before. But uh, what do you think about the new Treehouse facility and and some of their beers, at specifically the Charlton facility? The only thing that I know is the restaurant business. This is what I grew up in. This is what I do for a living. So this what what Treehouse is doing right now is what we do in the restaurant business. When you open a new restaurant. You open it, you have, you have a soft open. You open it to your friends or your family or some kind of spe- uh, VIP guest list. And you have people come there to see what you can handle. So maybe the first night you do 100 people. Maybe the second night you do 200 people. Maybe the next night you do, you know, open seating at the bar. I mean, you, you scale yourself up so that you understand what you can deal with. And I, in my opinion, this is what Treehouse is doing. They've moved into this huge, ginormous facility that, frankly, they don't know what to do with because there's so much going on. There's so much room. There's so many tanks. There's so many opportunities for them. And they're trying to figure out how we can keep our same quality and brew more beer. And that's like the big, that's the big thing for them because they don't want to brew more beer and lose their quality. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not interested in that. And they they, you know, they say that right in their mission statement that they want to brew the best beer that they possibly can. And if they feel like they need to go, you know, this way as far as, you know, just taking baby steps, that's what they're going to do. And, you know, we have to live with the the 6 and 6 maxes right now because yeah. it's going to get better. I promise you it's going to get better. Based on what I've seen as far as capabilities, they will brew a lot more beer, and your limits will be a lot higher, but you just got to give them time. Yeah, we, and we talked about this before, that uh, when we went, I mean, again, you had Ju- Julius and Hayes cans this week. Yep. I tried the Julius, I tried the Hayes, I thought both cans were great. Yeah. We had the drafts. Uh, <clears throat> I had green, which I thought was, was on par with the old greens that sure. I've had. Doppelganger may be lacking a little, but we talked about this before too, that I think that with the emergence of Doppelganger, 
they're trying to they're trying to tone down doppelganger to boost up double ganger if that makes I sense. I think that makes sense. I think that makes 100% I, sense. I think they're taking a little of bit that, of but... the they're taking a little bit of the wow away from doppelganger and adding it to double ganger because they have to spread it out over alter ego doppelganger and double ganger now. So Which sucks for me cuz doppelganger was my favorite beer. It was. It was when that first came out and I had never heard of double ganger at that time. I hadn't. That's what makes me think of it. Um, and again, we talked about this before too, but uh, it's easy to go out on a limb and take a chance and make a beer great with a beer that's at, when you're at 5,000 or 50,000 gallons sure. uh, a capability. And then to scale that up and take a chance and a risk on making a beer great at 500,000 gallons or even more than that, huge risk. It, it's too big of a risk for you to Play go out safe. on a limb with. Figure out what you can yeah. do. Play it safe and and get beer into people's hands because I guarantee these people complaining about the quality of the beer would be complaining ten times more if there was no beer because they messed up a batch. Correct. So there's really they're in a no win situation. They're going they set the bar so high that they're on a different plane now where they can't really take a, take a step backward and even if they take a step laterally, it's not. It's not what the what the people expect. True. So they're in a really tough spot. But uh, again, I I think they are. You're right. They're doing it the right way. You said you applauded their business aspect of of taking the baby steps. So many people try to overgrow it and uh, get way too big and and end up putting out a beer that's just that's not something that they're happy with and not something they're confident in putting out. And, and that's not something they're willing to do. They yeah, just they won't do that. And you end up putting out a never end again or, or something like that, like Trillium did. And Ooh, I mean, throwing shade. <laughs> Trillium did re- recover from that. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying that they, you know, that <laughs> that's something you don't want on your resume. I mean, correct. it's just not something you want on your resume. So you got a bunch of corrects here, by the way. So you can go <laughs> yeah. ahead and drink for I mean, those. You guys should be hammered by now at, yeah. at this point. So the Wally barked at least seven times. So. Um, so that's our Treehouse criticism. We'll we'll put a poll up on our Facebook group as well. If you visited the new Treehouse facility, how do you think the quality of their beers are versus the old Treehouse? I know it's probably not similar, but uh, add to the discussion in the comments section as well. Let us know what you think the problem is, if there is a problem at all. So uh, we'll go into another brewery that's doing some cool stuff that we love just outside of the realm of New England. But really a friend of the show and, and something that we're really lucky to be able to try. Uh, is Other Half Brewing out of Brooklyn, New York. Other Half is a brewery that, that Mo and I have grown to love. I mean, we're, we're very lucky. And we have a friend in Camden uh, in the beer groups who works at Other Half Brewery. And he, he's able to get us some beers that other people might not be as fortunate as us and, and have the ability to get. Thank you, Camden. Uh, yeah, thank you, Camden. And our friend Todd, who is the mule for, for those <laughs> beers, uh, good or bad, uh, he travels out there and grabs them for us. And he was just over here having a share with us. So we're really lucky to to be able to call those guys friends and, and get our hands on some beer from other half. But if you haven't tried any of their stuff, they're a really, really great brewery, really innovative. They're on the same same level and scale as I would say Trillium. I would say Bissell Brothers comes to mind when I think of other half. Sure. They have a really distinct New England style IPA vibe. They they 
wander into into uh, not sours yet. But there are rumors Ooh, that they're teasing. That. Yeah. Uh, but stouts, the, their stouts are really cool, too. They do some really cool stuff. They're all about collaborations right now, so you can tell the brewers are trying to learn some new stuff as well. Um, so we had a chance to try some of their stuff. I'm going to go down a, a brief list. I mean, this isn't like a, you know, like a resume of what we drank or anything. But last week we got to try the Simcoe and the Forever Ever. Uh, which are really two good IPAs that other have put out. Um, I like the Forever Ever more than the Simcoe. I don't know how you. I would feel agree about with that. that. Yeah, the Forever Forever Ever was crazy drinkable, man. That's like super session. Drink that all summer, yeah, every day. And they do some really great stuff. And, but the cool thing about them is another kind of thing where Monkish has the rap lyrics. Uh, Trillium has their bird series and and stuff like that. Uh, other half does a trilogy of beers every time they they kind of put out a beer. Not every time, but but most, most of times. the time. And yeah. uh, and almost all collaborations they do Trillium. So not Trilliums, trilogies. Trilogy. Trilogies. Uh, did I hint to something there that I, I might maybe have, you did? I mean, <laughs> I might have just walked into somebody else. <laughs> <into> hey. <laughs> You didn't say anything wrong. I didn't. I didn't. So they. So we're gonna go over three trilogies that we had from other half, uh, that are are pretty well known in the beer com- community, and we're kind of gonna rank those trilogies as best we can. Uh, we'll go back. <laughs> we're down to one percent, folks. Just so you know, uh, we'll go back chronologically. So we had a while ago. It was in the winter months. Uh, maybe not winter months. Maybe we just probably that, yeah, yeah it's pretty it close, close to that. Yeah. We had the, the broccoli trilogy yeah, that the they put broccoli, out. Yeah. So they put out a beer called Cheddar, they put out a beer called Broccoli, and they put out a beer called Cheddar Broccoli. Creatively which is, enough, yeah, which is pretty cool. And some of their stuff, I mean, the cool thing is their labels. They're they're very step and repeat. They're pattern based. They put some cool little idiosyncrasies in each one of them, and their merchandise really goes through the roof. Yes. Um, so you were talking about how how the expensive how expensive the glasses are. The glassware is just it's just stupid. And Todd was saying the same thing when he was here, like they just go for crazy amounts on eBay or yeah. you know any kind of you know forum where you can you can buy beer merchandise. It just they go for crazy amounts because limited quantities and you know this says broccoli cheddar on it, so it's it, you know it's kind of weird kind of limited so i mean people go crazy over these specifically tikus or 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 tulips but yeah um yeah i mean it's huge market for this kind of stuff yeah stuff and they start them out at like 12 to 14 dollars too so it's not other half's problem it's just no 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 it's It's a it's a hipster kind of artiste village uh type of vibe so people understand that that they're only putting out a limited quality of this and they're kind of taking advantage of them so that was an IPA series by Other Half. That was in conjunction with no one. That was just Other Half. Correct. Um, they then, chronologically going, they put out a, a collaboration that we got to try with Siren Brewing, where they ventured into stouts. They don't do a ton of stouts, but this this particular uh, collaboration, they did stouts, and they came out with the collaboration Twigs, Nuts, and Berries. And that was a stout uh, with vanilla bean, with uh, hazelnuts, and with strawberries. 
we got a chance to try all three of these stouts and um I thought they were fantastic for a barrel-aged series by a company that doesn't ordinarily do stouts. But <laughs> if you get a Wally barking in the background, you can finish your beer. Chug it. That's the second time this uh, this podcast. But I thought they did a great job on these. Uh, Mo, you got a chance to try at least two of them. You got a chance to try the twigs and the nuts portion. You didn't get the berries. Yeah, I missed the berries. Uh, just by a couple of minutes, but. The way I would have ranked them, I would have ranked berries first. I would have put nuts second. I would have put twigs third. Uh, I just didn't think the vanilla shined through as much as it should have. The strawberries was really unique in a milk uh, chocolate milk stout that that I had never really had before. That's why I kind of ranked it first. And I thought the hazelnut flavor was really good. I don't know what you thought of those three or two. Two. The, two I the, mean, uh, I, I thought the the nuts was delicious. The the twigs was my favorite. I mean, out of the two, again, I didn't I didn't get to try the berries, but the the twigs worked for me. Um, but the nuts nuts was phenomenal too. And that brings us to our third trilogy that we got to try from Other Half, uh, arguably the most famous trilogy that Other Half has ever had, uh, the Potato series that we got a chance to try tonight. Thank you to Camden for getting this in our hands. Thank you to Todd for being so generous as to let us try this. Uh, but they came out with a trilogy of beers. One was Taters. Uh, it was a Tater Tot beer. It was a Trillium. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Another half in Monkish. Wale! It was, it was other half in Monkish. And then they came out with a f- Twice Baked, which was also an IPA that was other half in Monkish. And then they came out with an other half Monkish and Trillium collab that was a fully loaded baked potato. Uh, we got to try all three of these. Really big flavor in all three. The way I ranked them, I had twice baked first. I thought it was really good, really refined taste, and kind of had had its focus in the right area. I had twice baked or fully loaded baked potato as my second had a lot going on, a ton of flavor, but I felt like all three guys, all three brewers seemed to be fighting over the same thing. It just had a lot of different flavors. It wasn't really refined. And then I had Taters as third. Um, Todd was right when he said it, it smelled better than it tastes, but it had that really danky, kind of weird, musty flavor, uh, which which was really good in the, uh, had the monkish aspect shine through, so... Uh, what did you think of these three beers? Uh, to be honest, I I love the fully loaded. Uh, that was probably my second favorite. Uh, just to have, you know, that that kind of flavor profile. It was that that danky, fruity, just hazy, beautiful beer. Um, the Taters was honestly my favorite. So I'm gonna go like in the opposite direction as you. This isn't like a radio intentional uh, intentional radio thing here. Just going contradictory to you but i mean the taters was was beautiful i mean that was easily my favorite beer out of the three super drinkable five percent uh crushable i mean you could have that on a summer day on a spring day on a winter day you could have that any day of the week and uh you'd be happy to have it just tons of flavor for that um you know for that percentage you don't expect to see you know you don't expect to taste that kind of flavor from a five percent beer yeah and if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be other half. So, 
I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And you thought that you thought twice make was last? Yeah, I mean, if I had to rank them one, two, three, it would be Taters, number one, Fully Loaded, number two, Twice Baked, number three. But, I mean, honestly, you're splitting hairs here. You're talking about, you know, three awesome beers and, you know, what what's better than the other. And it's all personal preference, but, I mean, they, they were all really close and all fives in my scale. Yeah. Uh, what, did, um, what did you think as far as those three trilogies? I know we got to try the broccoli way early yep. on, so it might be a little different. But sure. you had the trilogy of just other half beers with the broccoli series. You had the collab series with Siren, which was stouts, yep. which they don't normally do. And then you had the potato collab, which is obviously, you know, like a holy grail beer around yep. here for, for these three big names. But what did you think? If you had to rank those trilogies, what do you think you would rank them? Um, I think just because... I, my first exposure to other half was the cheddar, the cheddar broccoli. Yeah. I mean that that cat. I think we had cabbage they that night too. Did add cabbage to that too? I, I don't know if that was like that outside of it. But I know I'm not sure either. But that might have been like the fourth part of the trilogy, if that makes any sense. I do but think cabbage was in it. In any case, I mean that that first batch that we had, just I mean it it, it literally blew my mind. Yeah. I mean I I knew nothing about this brewery. You know, I I was I was uninformed, and we we I mean we tried three or four cans of this, and it was just out of this world. So I mean, as far as like wow factor, I'm gonna have to put that number one, just because you know, like I said, it was just completely unexpected. Yeah. Didn't didn't know what I was getting into, and shit, I definitely should have known. Um, number two, I'd probably put this series, uh, the potato series, number two. And number three, just the Stout series, just because, you know, maybe a little off-center for them. And also, I only got to try two out of the three. So, um, you know, for that reason, I, I would put that number three. The Potato series, I mean, also blew my mind. But I think just because, you know, the first exposure I had to other half was, you know, the, the cheddar broccoli, all that stuff. I mean, that's easily number one in my mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, with Wally barking here, it's Wally! not, not going to influence my decision, but Cuckoo! I'm putting potatoes number one. I think just the nostalgia of having those those big beers and and having like the those three get together and kind of I was looking excited. I was really excited. I anticipated this a lot, so uh, I would put that number one. I'm putting twigs, nuts, and berries number two. I think just seeing an IPA company like Other Half do stouts uh, and such a, a well-done stout, well-refined stout with these really unique flavors, I think that was, that was something to, to really look highly upon. And then the broccolis, not that they were bad. It was just kind of out of sight, out of mind. I haven't had them in so long. Sure. So I think um, I'm putting those last. Maybe it's like, what have you done for me lately? But... Um, Fair point. That's the way I would put it. Potatoes 1, Siren Collab 2, and the Broccoli's 3. Big thank you to Camden and Todd. Uh, Camden, we look forward to having you you up here, man, this uh, this fall. Can't wait to to meet you and have some beers together. Guest on the show if you ever want to. (laughs) And Todd, thank you for the good share tonight. We, uh, We really enjoyed it and... And uh, we look forward to having you, and you're, you're going to be my first fill-in the next time Mo can't make it. So. You're going to Wally pit me like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Wally pit you. As a matter of fact, we're trying the uh, Ain't Nothing Nice by Other Half right now. 
uh, which is really good. Uh, what do you What do you think about this beer? Dude, this is phenomenal. And there's there's no way that you can drink something from other half and be like, ah, yeah, it just kind of missed the mark. Yeah, I mean, it, it has that so so distinct. Their flavor is so distinct. You smell it and you know that that's other half. Yeah, this Instantly. is a, a DDH uh, IPA, six point two percent. Really cool can, really good flavor, kind of danky, musty. So uh, that that's kind of what other half does. If you get a chance to try them, if you can find them in a trade, that'd be great. If you go out and you happen to go into New York City or the Manhattan, Brooklyn area, they're in a ton of bars down on Bleecker Street. Uh, they're in a ton of bars citywide. Uh, Ginger Man, if you're in Blind Tiger, if you're in Murray's Cheese Shop, they have a lot of other half stuff. So... If you see it on the menu, try it. If you see it in a trade, request it. And please get your hands on it as best you can. And uh, we'll do our best to keep informing you of what they're coming out with. Because they're one of our favorite breweries out of New England. Definitely worth your while. So we're going to move on to our Worldwide Beer News segment. More a couple snippets than it is Worldwide Beer News. But the first snippet here is UPS expanded their list of countries that they deliver beer to now they've expanded to include the asia pacific countries uh, they have added india south africa which aren't aren't asia pacific uh, china <laughs> south korea philippines japan and new zealand mo your your trade partners in south korea can finally get their hands on what you got and the other half and so excited apart. Yep. So excited for this. You can ship it Gangnam Style to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to try Jesus. Uh, that poop beer that came out in Japan a couple of yeah. years ago. Yeah, I mean, that was the first thing that popped into my mind yeah, was the, the poop beer. That was a weird And the beer piss style. beer. I mean, you got like that. You know, I can yeah. maybe try to work into a... Do you know if like Sapporo puts any out uh, I don't any local releases? I don't or? think so, no. I, I mean, I'll look into that for next week. Yeah. Maybe Sapporo does some kind of... I don't think so. Yeah, no. I'm gonna uh, go with a no on that. But anyway, uh, we we do highly recommend UPS as a shipper of beer. They allow you to insure beer uh, as a package. USPS frowns upon highly shipping uh, alcoholic beverages in their packages. That it all it might even be illegal. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure on this, to be I honest with you. I think it is. I mean, it they doesn't ask say you. specifically at, the, pa- at, at the, the postal. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't say it's you kind of can't a what ship you, beer, but it... What you don't know won't hurt you type of thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And I kind of get that impression. <laughs> so we'll post a link to that on our Facebook group, New England Weekly Beer Discussion, on the new map and the new rules that UPS has uh, put out. They also do a signature required, which is really cool. Uh, for beer trades, and you'll see, uh, we could do a whole nother show on beer trades we may in the future. But uh, be safe when trading, especially if you're going to trade internationally. Try to get some of that cool stuff uh, internationally. Be sure to use UPS and not USPS because it will never get there. So, <laughs> uh, our next worldwide beer news uh, segment topic. Is actually a great company. Uh, we'll go back to our first ever new podcast. I believe my show for the week was a Pipeworks beer. It was the Mango Guppy beer. Uh, and this company is out of Chicago, Pipeworks Ale. 
Uh, they do great IPAs, kind of cleaner IPAs out of Chicago. They partnered up with a rap group, uh, Run the Jewels, which is a really cool group, kind of innovative. And uh, another partner, which is Brooklyn's Inter Interborough Spirits. And they they must be on the, the Run the Jewels end. They must know somebody in the, in the Run the Jewels end. But they teamed up to do a Stay Gold IPA based on the, the gold album that Run the Jewels just put out. And this is a local release only for Lollapalooza, which is this weekend in Chicago. If you get a chance to go out and check out the show, obviously you probably had that well in advance. You're probably already there. Uh, but they're doing a five-day pop-up of Run the Jewels at Lollapalooza. But you can get their merchandise, you can get CDs, and you can get these beers uh, on draft, the Stay Gold IPA, and then the 22-ounce uh, bottles of Stay Gold IPA they're going to have in the actual pop-up shop and in some of their local shops. Uh, this The motorcycle is now entered, so we're going to pause it for a second. And we're back. Uh, you know, motorcycles and dogs will not keep us from bringing you a high-quality podcast. It will not. At a low-budget price. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I was saying, so they are in uh, Lollapalooza this week. Um, they're doing 22-ounce bottles of this Stay Gold IPA. They're also doing drafts all week at the show. Uh, Run the Jewels, really a cool band. It's Killer Mike and a, another guy that makes the beats. Uh, who has run the jewels and they actually said to the brewer pipeworks that they wanted it to have a juicy mouthfeel and they wanted it to taste danky like chronic so you can kind of see where their mind is Makes at sense. when they when they make this beer and they're kind of a cool uh way ahead of their time type of group uh i was telling you before that they do they did a couple concerts in collaboration with Bernie Sanders to try to get young yes, young urban voters to kind of go out and, and be part of the message. And uh, this is something kind of cool that they're doing outside the box. I think they're way ahead of the curve on this. I think it would be very cool and very wise for celebrities and actors and singers and, and things like that to collaborate <laughs> with a beer company and kind of get two fanatics from different stages sure. into the beer company and... Uh, so it got me into thinking about a question, Mo. So if you could, um, if you could collaborate with a, a local beer company, not yourself, but any person that you would like to see collaborate with a local beer company, who do you, who do you think it would be? Um, I'm I'm gonna lean uh, I'm gonna lean in the culinary aspect here. So I I think Gordon Ramsay would be a great guy. Yeah. To, wow. Uh, that's a, yeah. To that's get to get into the beer to get into the beer world. I don't know what his education is as far as beer is concerned, but I know he has a very strong education in food yeah, and just ingredients in general as far as recipes is concerned. So, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be able to, you know, provide something there as far as food pairing, um, you know, spices and things like that. So, I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with that. Um, yeah, any, I mean, any athlete too, I mean, would be a great, yeah, just anybody. I mean, Mookie Betts. Dustin Pedroia, I mean, you can go on for days and days, but I think Gordon Ramsay would be the coolest one. Yeah, Gordon, uh, you know, he's a British guy. I'm sure he's had his fair share of beer. Yeah, and, I mean, he's uh, an older guy, too, so. His specialty is Beef Wellington as well, so. Yep. Uh, beef Wellington-based stout. Would That'd be, be great. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> right? Uh, Bottle-aged Beef Wellington stout. Um, 
Yeah, that would be pretty cool. You know, I was thinking somewhere along the lines of like The Rock or something like that, like a okay. like a celebrity just kind of putting some kind of Hawaiian or Samoan influence on it would be really cool. Um, I don't know if I'm being really racist. I'm pretty You're sure. Being a little racist. I'm pretty sure he's Samoan or Hispanic. I think he is. I think yeah, he is. So, <laughs> well, there you go. So I mean, be a uh, little bit. I mean, racist. he's he's a superstar and he, he he's a big name and. It'd be a great face for any brewery to kind of kind of latch onto and kind of get their beer sure. out there. So, I don't really see how this could work negatively for anybody. So, uh, that would be my suggestion. But congratulations and uh, props to Run the Jewels. Um, I, I think that's a, a really great thing they're doing, and kind of a cool thing to promote Lollapalooza as well. So, anyone who's going, have fun, be safe, try this Stay Gold IPA from Pipeworks out there. And if you can get your hands on a bottle and want to send it into the show, we'd be more than grateful. Um, but that's it for our Worldwide Beer News. Just a couple of quick segments. And we're going to go into our fan favorite. Uh, everyone's favorite is Weird Beer Stuff. Uh, weird Beer Stuff has been a one-man show here the past couple of weeks. But Mo actually has an article here tonight for me. I have an article here from Mo. So we'll start, uh, we'll start with mine, Mo. Okay. okay, go for it. Mo already knows about this. His wife emailed in and let us Shout know about the Shout out to Jess. Show. Shout out to Jess. Take a drink. drink. Yeah. Uh, and Jess emailed us about a beautiful place called Dawson City, Canada. Uh, Dawson City, Canada, if you visit a local tavern in Dawson City, Canada, they have a shot called the Sour Toe Cocktail. Uh, the Sour Toe Cocktail only costs you five bucks. It's a shot of Yukon Jack, and what makes it unique is they actually put a a human toe inside of the shot. So the human toe uh, has been mummified. It's kept in coarse salt, so it has no taste, no smell, um, and they have you drink the shot, and when they're done, they actually wring out the toe for additional alcohol that might be stuck in the toe. And you take that as well. It's called the Toe Jam. Uh, the way they started this shot was uh, rum runners used to take rum from, I don't know if it was from America up north, I doubt it, but probably from north down to America. And going through Dawson City, the, a lot of them would get frostbite and their toe would fall off. And I think it was good luck that you would take a shot of the rum with the toe inside. Uh, so very, very unique. Uh, Mo, uh, are you trying this shot if I was to present it to you? Um, I mean, I'm not really one to turn down anything as far as alcohol is concerned. Big toe guy. You're a big toe guy. Yeah, I'm not really a big toe guy. Okay. Um, Shout out to Crit, friend of the show. Crit would try this. Crit would try this. I know this. You yeah. think so? I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, just... I. I, I'm, I'll pose a question to you, just as like a side question okay. here. Do you think you could do it, like body wise, voluntarily wise? I mean, I, I feel like my my upchuck reflex would just throw this right up. Because you're gonna put something in my body that comes from a toe. I feel like I'm just gonna puke instantly. Yeah, it's kind of um, like it's kind of like watching a dog shit. <laughs> you know, you watch a dog shit, you're like, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just gross. <laughs> Well, I don't do that. I mean, smelling it, smelling it is one thing. But I think because it's a shot, I think I could do it. I think if I had to sit there and drink maybe a pint of liquid with a toe at the bottom, 
Um, but I mean, you, you kind of see this in other things. Tequila with the worm at the bottom. Different. Uh, oh, it's a little different. I mean, is it really different? Diff- is it, yes, is it so different. a lot different than a worm? Yeah, it's human. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's just a toe. I mean, big deal, right? Really? <laughs> I mean, we stand. We, I mean, apparently, we stand differently on this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, mean, a toe is a big difference. Yeah, from so a what worm. they do is they sit you at a table. I think they do this like one day a month or something like that because the the surplus of toes, Mo, isn't what you think it would be. No, uh, of course the, not for this kind of thing. So no, I mean not what everybody. What they say is that you should let the let the toe come down and kiss your lips. It's like kissing a toe. Yeah, they'll give you a certificate for that. You are the legend. They'll give you um, you get a nice photo op. You get a nice certificate saying that I had a shot with a human toe in it. Sure. Um. Me, not a whiskey guy. I'm not a whiskey guy, but I mean, in this, in this circumstance, I, I might. Fuck be. it, I'd do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why you wouldn't. It's just a toe. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you get gangrene, you lose your tongue. I mean, let's be honest, not that bad. Hmm. Great for the listeners. Is it? <laughs> I, don't I know. mean, I, I, think I mean, maybe. Is. They, they won't have to listen to me anymore. So thank you, uh, thank you to Jess for that article. That was great. So we'll post a in a, a video to that. You can check that out. And uh, Mo, you got any weird beer stuff tonight? Yeah, I mean I had one. Yeah, I got I got a good one here. I feel like it's really weird. Um, there's a Polish brewer called the Order of Yuna uh, of Yonai. Yonai, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with you it. You and I, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. They um, they actually were looking to become the first brewer to brew a beer with vaginal lactic acid. Mm. So that, I mean, the long and the short of it is that they, they took a swab from a model's vagina. Oh, God. And they were using this as a source of yeast and vaginal bacteria in their brew. So they were hoping to take this this yeast and turn it into lactobacillus so that they could brew a beer out of it. Classic. It do you really think it's classic? Um well I don't, I don't know if anybody's I, ever tried this before. Is there an older taste than that? <laughs> <laughs> so so their thought process was their thought process was, you know, we need hundred and fifty thousand euros to make this happen. Okay. That was the number that they came up with. I don't know what that entails, but it flopped. Well, naturally. You know, they they didn't get to the goal. They thought they would, but they didn't. They raised 1% of the goal. Wow. So that, it's not, <laughs> not close at all. I would say. It was an epic l- failure. Less than close, yeah. Yeah, but you know, the weirdest part about this, I haven't even gotten to the weirdest part. Okay. And this is weird beer stuff, so I should probably get to that. The the guy set up like a GoFundMe type of program where yeah. people could donate to his to his thing. Mm. He told guys that they could donate not just money, but they could donate a swab of their own girlfriend's vagina. Wow. And he would use that to make a personalized beer for them. Now, what this guy did is a classic double down move. He said, listen, I, I got this model's vagina swab. Correct. I got to use it for something. I'm going to make a beer out of it. Yep. And then nobody funded him, and he's like, you know what? You know what you can't say no to? A bunch of vaginal swabs. 
You might be on this guy yeah. is cruising for an episode of SVU. I mean, he probably needs like he needs some intervention. He needs professional help. Is what yeah, he needs. I, I mean, mean this is this is the the beer drinker's equivalent of buying a used pair of underwear from a little Chinese girl across. The, Why is that a beer drinker's equivalent? Because they're making beer out of it. Oh, okay, <laughs> the, all right. The China swap, so. Well, I mean, um, this is extremely creepy. Yeah, uh, a little if, bit creepy. If a guy came up to me at a beer fest, even if it was Copenhagen, and asked me for a vaginal swab of my girlfriend so he could make a beer, I'd, I'd, I'd probably right hook him. Yeah, um, maybe shank him. Maybe shank him, but I would say, I mean, hey, you know, do you have a, a beer from your girlfriend? Because I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 of course. We're, joking. we're all joking. No, right? I mean, we wouldn't do that, but no, I mean, shout out to the show. Yeah, but we're a big, big supporter you, of women on this show. Yeah, I mean, if you have something like that, though, I mean, let us know. Yeah, if you have any Vatch beer and you want to send it in. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're always, we might we'll try, try anything. We might, we, might, we might try, we might not. You never know. It'll be a big time beer share thing. Yeah, it'll be like know. a big event. Yeah. Um, so this will really define too. This this is a good way, Mo, for people at home to tell if they have a really hot girlfriend. If you bring a vag beer of your girlfriend to yeah. a beer share, and all the guys line up, then you know you got a hot wife. Right. If you bring a vag beer, and nobody's showing up for and it, nobody's like they're showing all, up. They're all set. Yeah, they kind of know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, maybe it's. Maybe you don't have maybe, the... Maybe, you know, and that's there's not anything wrong with that. If you're in love, you're in love. Yeah, but, love is love. Yeah, that's a little, uh, that's a little creepy. This guy should probably be arrested. He should definitely be arrested. This I, is I, like I feel a, like this is very creepy. Yeah, this is like a misogynist Hitler type thing. I feel like we could hear about this. In but, the I mean, it is weird beer stuff, so... That is weird that's beer stuff. That's what I stuff. got. And we that's will, what I have for you. We'll post a link to that on our Facebook page, New England Weekly beer discussion uh, I'll post my video about the sour tail cocktail Mo posts vagina beer and um, the essence <laughs> of a woman in a bottle of beer ooh that's a great tagline that's line. the tagline yeah that's so, a great tagline would you buy it based on that maybe not nah I probably wouldn't maybe I you would wouldn't. maybe you wouldn't but <laughs> sounds better uh, so we're gonna move on to the uh, the the weekender uh, it's the Shelfer of the Week. Uh, the Shelfer of the Week, we tell you what beer you should go out and target in your local liquor store. This is for advanced beer drinkers. This is for newcoming beer drinkers who want to test beers. Again, on a previous show, we did tell you that we wanted you to go out and get what you consider the perfect IPA to have something to test it against. I went with the Dogfish Head 90-Minute IPA. Uh, Mo probably has something similar to that. I've seen on beer forums, uh, Sierra Nevada IPA, something like that. Nothing that blows your socks off, just something that you think would be kind of the lowest that you would go, I, I would yeah. think, on an IPA. Just standard. Yeah, nothing you know, magic. Hat. Not Shout East Coast. Jake. <laughs> not East Coast, not West Coast, just run of the mill. Jake, if you saw the first end of this podcast, we heavily included Magic Hat. But we ripped it. We will not. We will not include Magic Cat. They did not deserve to be on the beer battle. Absolutely not. For a later show, we'll go into it. But uh, my shelf of the week is a local limited release from a company called Jack's Abbey. Jack's Abbey does a lot of great stuff. Um, they do Hoppiest Union that you've probably seen if you're local to Massachusetts, and also in New England, they do a Cranberry Berliner Weiss. 
uh, they do a framing hammer. Uh, if you can hear that kind of Vespa type thing going on in the background, you can you can down That's your, your drink. Uh But this one they actually paired up with a really great soft and subtle IPA company out of Brooklyn called Finback. Uh, Finback does some great stuff, but they really specialize in that soft kind of subtle. You got to search for flavor IPA. And they made an IPA by the name of Spill the Tea. Spill the Tea, their idea was to use an IPA infused with green tea. Uh, they had two versions of it. The Jack's Abbey version had citrus peel and green tea. The Finback version had watermelon peel and green tea. Uh, the Finback version is extremely to come by, extremely hard to come by in New England. Like a ridiculously low number of cases. I think Mo was saying 15. And just a couple logs released in the area. It's mostly a Brooklyn release. But in our area, we, we have kind of a surplus of the Spill the Tea Jack's Abbey Framingham Edition. Which is citrus peel and green tea. We had a, little, we had a can earlier tonight. Very refreshing. Very light. Uh, you can taste the green tea. I can taste the citrus peel. I think it's a really good IPA for you to kind of check out as a summer seasonal release um that's my kind of thought on it side note though if i can interject yeah august 31st cask and pig north dartmouth oh boy our pigs and pints event is featuring jack's abbey there you go and i will i will also say that in those beers that we're going to include are the cranberry berliner weiss bam Spill the tea will be included. Wow, there you uh, go. We're also doing their house lager. Um, there'll be six different beers from Jack's Abbey included. They'll have a representative from the brewery kind of, you know, walking the room, shooting the shit with everybody. So, I mean, it's going to be a really cool event. August 31st, Cask and Pig, 7 to 9 p.m., uh, $45 in advance for the tickets, 55 at the door. So, I mean, definitely get your tickets for that. The first week, I mean, the first month that we did it was with two roads. Went really well. So, we're hoping that this one goes just as well. Um, it's going to be a great time. Uh, really casual. Really kind of walk around. Taste the beers. Taste the food as many times as you want. So, it's definitely a cool event. Uh, worth your time. So, look into that. We'll be uh, advertising that on the Facebook soon. There you go. Check it out. Mo, you got any uh, shellfish for us this week? Um, I got two shellfish real quick. I got 21st Amendment. Um, they make a beer called Heller High Watermelon, 4.5%. Uh, it's a wheat beer brewed, obviously, with watermelon. Super crushable, super summery. Um, definitely something that you need to get into. And as far as an actual quality IPA that you're looking to drink this summer, it should be from Burley Oak from Maryland. They make an IPA called Lost, 7.8%, Simcoe, Mosaic, Amarillo, all the usual suspects as far as uh, hops are concerned. Super, super drinkable, light, smooth, definitely something you need to get into. Um, if you can find it, good for you. It's on shelves at Yankee. You could probably find it at Mucky's. So keep a lookout for Burley Oak out of Maryland. Wow, yeah. I know Burley Oak's going to be at Extreme Beer Fest. And I know 21st will be at the Copenhagen Beer Fest up in Boston that we mentioned earlier. Um, but that's great. Thank you, Mo. Uh, thanks for joining us. I do what I can. 
there you go. You can hear Holy a giant hell. truck Huge in the background truck. there. You can down your beer. Um, thank you for listening to our show. Uh, as always on iTunes, please subscribe, download, rate the show. The more you rate the show, the easier it is for people to find us. Uh, we are going to be on Stitcher soon. Hopefully. Right, for our Android listeners. Should hear from them next week. Yeah, that should double our audience at least. I hope so. So our downloads have been great. We thank you very much. We moved up to like fifth in hobbies on Podomatic, which is a medium litmus strip, but at least it's something, you know. I feel like it's great. Moved up to like 1,500 in their top podcast, so we really appreciate that. Podomatic is another way that you can listen to our show, but soon we'll be on iTunes and Stitcher, and that is all we have for this week. We'll see you next week. We'll try to do it on Thursday. Again, get back on a regular schedule for you. It's just kind of been crazy for us, schedule-wise. So, while he's barking, it's time Wally. to get out of here. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you.